Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, imagine, um, take our own example as a company. Yeah, we've got a number of employees and they all look after clients and our clients have got a lot of questions, you know, a lot of needs around this time. You know, they'll have insurance renewals, they'll have questions about furloughing their own staff and how that interacts with our technology. From our own perspective, we can't furlough anyone because we need those people to be answering the questions that our own clients have. So. Yeah, there are other governments that I I know have offered valuable support to companies where employees can continue to work and get some government support, which is what we want really at the end of the day. We want to keep people working, keep them active, keep them occupied and and also keep them developing, whether it's personal development or developing their business relationships. How you dare, how you dare. That was the voice of Neil Fallon. But before I get to Neil, I want to share something that I'm up to. I am putting together my first virtual spoken word event. Yes, on March 26th and March 27th, I'll be putting on two spoken word events detailing my journey being black on four continents. I will talk about how I grappled with identity, dealing with change, making an impact, and growth. There will be opportunities for Q&As. This is something I've been really excited about. Many of you might not know, but I got my start into anything creative by writing poems. I've been writing poems since I was in high school, and I've been a writer since I was in middle school. This is something that means a lot to me. If you want to participate, please get your tickets. The link will be in the show notes. And hurry, 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 hurry. Depending on how many people sign up, I might open up other dates. But get your tickets. Tell your friends. It's 90 minutes of intimate conversations about identity, dealing with change, growth, and making an impact. Now back to Neil. This episode is Neil telling us how businesses can navigate the new normal. As we know, COVID-19 has changed things for so many businesses. It's not that we're going to go back to an old normal. We're going to have to adjust to a new normal. And this company does just that. We dive into different ways that companies can apply that and how HR can play a big role into that. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's guest is Neil Fallon. Now, Neil is the COO and co-founder of Epion. We're going to be discussing how businesses can prepare for the aftermath of COVID-19. Now, Epion is an integrated HR employee benefits and insurance platform for businesses across the world. And a lot of what we'll be diving into is really how to adjust to the new normal and make sure we have a structured plan 
to put us in a better position for whatever the new challenges uh, that we may have as they start <laughs> to approach us. So I'm really excited to have you on the show, Neil. But I'm very curious about how you're doing now. I want to do a check-in with you because I, yeah. I imagine, uh, yeah, you're on the other side. You're in, you know, United Kingdom. So yeah. please tell yeah, us. Yeah, on the the other side of the pond, maybe different different stages uh, of the of the the process, I'd say. So yeah, great great to be on, Teo. Thanks for thanks for hosting me. Um, yeah. So how how are we doing? Um, I think yeah, we're. Yeah, we're, we're we're trusting in the the government. Um, we're we're making, hopefully, making good decisions uh, as individuals, um, and, uh, and and trying to stay safe uh, as as much as possible. Uh, I'd say difficult times all around. Let's not uh, let's not kid ourselves that anyone's anywhere near the end of this uh, end of this nightmare. Uh, but uh, yeah, pr- pretty pretty good. Yeah, apart from a, a little chesty cough today. So. Uh, Hopefully that's nothing serious. Yeah, hopefully indeed. But with your with your line of work and what you do with your company Epion, how have you seen companies react to this? I imagine there's been a lot of anxiety. But what 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 are the stages before dealing with this? Because I don't even know how you're able to stay calm the way you are, but then talk about contingency plans because I imagine you're dealing with varying levels of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, mass, yeah, different different levels of anxiety, different um, I say different approaches to the the whole uh, the whole lockdown situation. Uh, yeah, we've we've we work with uh, a number of companies. Yeah, and not just on technology, we do some uh, some employee benefit work as well. But we we're working with companies who you know, had to you know, let's say get get themselves out of London. Um, yeah, they couldn't couldn't force their employees to work. In, in London and you know, coming to and from with the risks that were involved and they didn't have the facilities to work from home yeah they, they didn't have you know laptops they didn't have a, a virtual network that would allow enough employees to be working so yeah really testing uh, a company's contingency plan and obviously yeah contingency planning is done in in various stages um, but yeah to to keep the business running and keep employees doing their job was, uh, yeah, just pretty difficult for for a number of companies uh, that we've been working with, yeah. and and let's say that yeah, lack of clarity over you know who who should be working and or yeah who, who can work and then how can they work uh, from a yeah from a, a, a manual uh, labour point of view and then yeah the, then the anxiety that those individuals have well you know how come I can go to work when uh, yeah when the guy sitting in the office can sit at home nice and safe. So yeah, lots of lots of anxiety, lots of uh, lots of communication issues um, at the time when it when it happened. You know, a lack of clarity, um, and then uh, yeah, now now I think we're you know sort of six six weeks in. Uh, everyone's a little bit more settled and now we have a different type of anxiety you know how, what is the future going to look like um, how yeah how are people now uh, yeah it, it, what's happened to cash flow you know we see see our own you know uh, in our own situation you know, companies are cutting back on the number of employees they're cutting back on their employee benefits um, yeah therefore yeah bills are maybe a little bit slower to be paid um, yeah, even with government supports, 
there's still a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, impact going on um, and we yeah we, we're talking to companies yeah let's get through this process uh, but next time let's make sure we have a proper plan in place love that I love that. So then let's get into that then. So how can we create that contingency plan that will protect employees as well as businesses? What are the steps that we can take? Um, well, I think, yeah, the, the main thing that we, we talk to you know, the, the, uh, you know, our, our companies about is if, if you have to, like, like in this situation, if you have to stop, people have to stop coming to an office or uh, it could be through a virus, it could be through a natural disaster. It could even be, you know, earlier on this year in the in the UK, we had a, a huge amount of flooding through, you know, through uh, extraordinary rain uh, in the north of England. And yeah, there's employees and people who can't physically get to where they need to be to work. So what's the, you know, what what is the plan? How do we uh, how do we maximise their working time uh, from either home or another venue? where we where they can be uh, as effective as as if they were in the office so I think, yeah first and foremost is you know checking out your know, the job that an employee does yeah how how easy is it, is it to set them up in a uh, in another environment um what um yeah what hardware or software requirements will there be and uh, you know we've got to be very uh, you know cognizant of the fact that there will also be you know yeah let's say software and network access issues um, and making sure that everything is data protected and, and cyber secure from uh, from a corporate perspective so lots of you know, lots of actions that you can take um, and I I'm hoping that you know this this uh, current environment has pushed a lot of uh, a lot of companies to the fact that yeah okay yeah maybe laptops are, are better than a you know, a desktop computer for you know, and we can get that um, get that employee working wherever they need to be. And I'd, I'd also add, yeah, the 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 I think the new companies with the younger workforces who whose workforces are designed around flexibility uh, have been very well positioned during this process. Um, whereas the, you know, yeah. some of our some of our more traditional firms, where you know it's nine to five, come to the office, sit down at a desk, doesn't matter what you yeah, as long as you're sitting at your desk, they're, they're happy. Um, doesn't matter how productive you are necessarily. Yeah, you can't measure it in some in some instances. So those those firms are the ones that we we traditionally deal with. Um, and then yeah the. The, the other side is the you know, let's say the construction and the you know, the hospitality sector you know how how do we how do we put in place a contingency for them in this situation obviously very difficult you know, let's make sure you know, we've, we've got the right insurance plans in place perhaps to to mitigate any um, any impact but, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> um, yeah on, on those on those employees. Yeah, it, 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 it's interesting because I'm even just thinking of how to to do with that, because I imagine even the insurance agencies are, you know, worried. The landlords are worried. The homeowners are worried. The mm. people that are, are on the other side of it right, who are employees are, are also worried. So when you're saying contingency yeah. plan, wh where is the money going to come from, I guess, you know, yeah. that, that will protect everyone? 
involved. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a, that's a massively important yeah, an, an important point, and and this goes back to another part of a yeah my my background as uh, as a qualified financial advisor is to you know talk to you traditionally talk to employees and the fir- the first thing that you're taught as a financial advisor is to make sure that you know a- an individual has enough money that if they can't work they can live for a minimum of 3 months so that's a that's a contingency that's a sort of cash flow contingency plan that that yeah we tell we talk to our individuals when you're giving financial advice yeah what happens tomorrow if you can't work okay you've got three months money in the bank that you don't touch and that is for your that's your contingency plan so financially i think businesses have to you yeah, have to look at that uh, as well as a you know financially a, an initial financial contingency because you're right you know the at the moment yeah we're still having business interruption insurance issues with uh, with this uh, covid-19 you know perhaps you know, not being covered by certain insurance companies um, yeah but but we're talking about a wider issue of you know having having the right uh, let's say having the right process having the right strategy whether it's you know there there must be an emergency reserve fund you know we must yeah, we must be clear on our cash flow, and that's going to be, you know, pretty difficult for your smaller companies or your startups to, yeah, to say, okay, you know, I need to, I need to have a contingency, but I also need to spend money and marketing and budgeting, and that's where I think an expert, you know, comes into play uh, at some point, yeah, in terms of consulting and, um, and yeah, I think when you're setting up a business, you've got so many other things to think about. Yeah, that that these sort of contingency plans are probably the last thing that you want to do. You've got to you've got to pay salaries. You've got to get, you know, you've got to get invoices paid, and you want to build your business. Um, but I, it it is important to spend some time either through some yeah, let's say online tools or speaking to an expert. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, people people can pick up the phone and they speak to us. We'll we'll talk to anyone. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a point in time when things become chargeable, but you know. The, the basics of contingency planning uh, are, are pretty there and available to everyone, and it's you know most of it's common sense. Uh, but when yeah when you're getting into larger risks and larger categories, you know then you yeah you you will need to speak to an expert to make sure you've yeah. got what you need. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, um, one other thing that is coming up a lot of times is care or self care or mental health. You know, anxiety, mm-hmm. all these things. You believe that, it, and you know, there's a duty that an employer has in relation, you know, duty of care that an employer has in relation to COVID-19. Could you elaborate yeah. on that? Yeah, well, the, I don't think it's um, just about COVID. You know, I, I think the duty of care uh, that an employer yeah, has is a reflection of the business itself. And I, you know, I'm looking at uh, you know, a number of uh, yeah, tenders for business that we're doing at the moment, and there's you know, even included in that is you know how how do you treat your employees? Yeah, you know, how and demonstrate how you treat them, and you know they might ask for a, a 360 review to say you know actually yeah, we need to speak to someone because it's it's vitally important I think in today's environment that uh, yeah one you look after employees. There's obviously uh, numerous reports of you know happy employees being more productive. Um, you know, mental and and physical well-being. Well, so the three areas that we look at: mental, physical, and financial. 
uh, you know, they all interact with each other. You know, if you're if you're mentally well, um, you know, physical fitness helps with mental financial security helps with mental uh, mental wellness. So um, yeah, so I think massive du duty of care on on the employer, and that's only going to be um, increased because of COVID nineteen. You know, now yeah. If, let's say everyone on let's say 70 percent of people working from home you know be or, or on furlough out of work potentially being made redundant you know who's picking up the phone to these people explaining what's happening making sure that they they know what the uh, what the plan is for them as an employee and if there is you know if you are making people redundant you know the the yeah there's a i believe a massive duty of care on the, the employer to to ensure that those employees are getting you know, good advice about what they're doing you know from whether it's you know, financially to make sure okay we we need to put in place some budgets for for employees or you know spending and you know, assess what that employee is doing before they're made redundant to to ensure that yeah they they yeah there aren't the worst case scenarios where where people are uh, you know suffering severe mental illness because of what's happening uh, yeah there's enough stress in the world so a big duty of care and it's a big part of what we do uh, making sure that yeah employers are looking after employees as best they can not not just to be in compliance with with some sort of law or legislation um, and that takes a lot of a lot of hard work and a, a big commitment from any employer um, and that's what we yeah yeah that's what we're, we're asking for them to to step up step up and do it and do you have any best case uh, I don't know do you have any case studies I guess where you've seen people do the work in a in a good way I'm just trying to think of employers who are watching this and thinking of ideas to implement this yeah so we, we, we've got a couple of recent ones that uh, have been quite important to us so you know a, a smallish a smallish firm in the UK who just uh, um, you know, wanted to to help and support employees a bit more, but didn't really know what to do. Um, so they, you know, for, for a case study perspective, they they approached us, and we said, you know, the first thing you got to do is listen to your employees. You know, what do they what do they want? Yeah, you know, we can we can come to you and say, yeah, we will provide you with this that you know every type of benefit that that uh, that can compete with the the Googles of the world. Um, but yeah, what do your employees want? And it turned out, yeah, most of them wanted some help and support around their financial wellness. Yeah, you know, whether it's yeah, you know, just uh, you know, cash flow modeling for, you know, am I spending in the right areas? You know, they're busy doing their day jobs and not maybe looking after their personal finances. And they, yeah, these guys worked in the financial sector in the UK. So lots of lots of work. So we delivered a. a we delivered some um, questionnaires to the employees. We we gathered some feedback. We developed uh, five sets of, uh, of presentations that employees were able to to dip into and you know, attend, um, and then um, followed that up with individual one to ones for those employees. And you know they, they all got their they all got a cash flow model. They've all got an advisor now who can sit with them and make sure that they're yeah they're hitting their goals as and when. So that was a, a, a pretty important um, case for us in terms of yeah, 
just quantifying yeah. that yeah these employees came out of that very yeah very happy much more yeah with much more knowledge and understanding of where they were um yeah and that that was yeah that's a, a, a very important one for us then uh, another one um probably the opposite end of the spectrum was you know a, a company that came to us and said look yeah we want to we want to start providing employee benefits you know cost is no cost is no object um is no obstacle and uh you know within our platform they they offered a range of 35 different employee benefits to to employees you know just because of their diversity of the workforce they said look yeah we're not going to be uh we're not going to to pick and choose. We're going to you know, give them access to everything. If they choose to use it, they can. It comes out of an allowance that we give to those guys. So, giving those employees just maximum flexibility to yeah to to have access to the things that they needed, whether it was you know, wellness solutions and massages, through to uh, yeah through to the full financial advice piece as well. So I suppose two different one one a bit more targeted, the other a little bit more open. Um, and that's uh, yeah, just giving that uh, yeah, giving that access and, and and duty of care in that situation. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, and then, yeah, I think the final... The final study, and again, not not a client of ours, but uh, yeah, from a, a duty of care. If you're if you've got employees that are travelling, um, and we were you know at the the beginning of this outbreak, we were talking to a yeah, number of uh, a number of entities who specialise in you know repatriation of, of people in extreme situations, and yeah, they they were talking about you know a company with sixty employees who are spread out around the world. Um, and those employees were having trouble getting home. And you think about that as a, a duty yeah. of care. You know, as an employer, you're sending people to countries wherever, they, wherever that may be. It could be the safest, most secure country in the world. Let's say there's a natural disaster, there's a there's an event or a pandemic, as we've seen. How do you get those people home, and how do you get them home quickly and safely? Um, and that's yeah, probably one of the, one of the bigger. Um, duty of care issues that we're going to see going forward. If you are sending employees overseas, you're, you're making them travel for work and even making someone travel from their home to an office uh, is now, uh, you know, from the, gov- the UK government's perspective, they've put an onus on the employer to do, you know, COVID checks in offices to make sure you've got the right working environment and you're going to have to demonstrate those checks are done because 
you know, ultimately, if someone, if something happens to one of your employees, yeah, that, that could take you down a road you don't want to go down. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the important thing that I'm hearing in what you're saying, everything you're saying, even with the employer's duty to care and navigating all this is it's listening. You know, a, yeah. a lot of times people aren't listening to the people they serve. Yeah. Uh, and that's before that's before COVID or or even yeah. now. But whether you yeah, yeah. what are you trying to get the right benefits, right? Or, or the right cash flow, all that you need to know and understand the audience you're yeah. serving and so that you can create, yeah. I guess, a customized plan for that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The, the, the workforce is so diverse. Yeah, whether it's age, gender, ethnicity, you know, there, there's there's such a diverse workforce. And I don't know. Yeah, you know, again, I, I know the US, and I know sort of yeah, the, uh, the the every state has a its different rules and regulations. But certainly, yeah, here in the UK, you know, we we've got now gender discrimination laws that we need to be a company needs to be able to demonstrate. Yeah, how they're treating their employees of 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 each yeah of also each gender, but of all genders now. So how how are you treating them, and how are you not discriminating against them? Um, so yeah, that, like I said, there's a lot of there's a there's an onus on the employer to to do that from, from a legal perspective here. And I, yeah, again, I, I look at that. Yeah, if it's not yeah from a legal perspective. It should be just from a, you know, a, a basic ethics perspective. You know, everyone should be treated. Yeah, you know, I'd say the same. You, know, you, you have to treat everyone the same, but listen to your employees as well. What, you know, and, and treat them as individuals as well. You know, someone who's someone who's married with with three kids probably has different needs and requirements as a an eighteen year old, you know, single guy who's uh, you know, who who hasn't got a, a house or a family. So, yeah. You know, yeah, as much as you can, treat them as individuals. Listen to them. What do they need? How do we? How can that be delivered? And I think today's in today's world, with all the technology solutions that are available, you know, you can you can deliver the right solutions and and not have a one size fits all approach. And that's yeah, that's where we come in from our technology as well. Yeah, that's well said. And. The other component of this, then, is cash flow. You've, you've alluded to this um, in the earlier part of the conversation. Is there, or are there factors that we need to consider when preparing a cash flow plan? Like, are there important factors that you would say companies need to understand when they're putting this together? Yeah, but cash, yeah, cash flow is uh, yeah, all about your, your, your balance sheet. So, yeah, what's, what's your, where, where's your income coming from? Um, yeah, how how uh, stable is the income? Um, predominantly, yeah, that's our that's our starting point. Um, and then, yeah, w what's your expenses looking like? Uh, and how and who's controlling that? I think, yeah, we've we've seen that in in conversations over the last month. Is uh, you know, the, the businesses can can get caught up in um, yeah in a in a in a process uh, in terms of in developing that uh, actually you know the the budget constraints aren't as, as strict as perhaps they should be. So I think from a from a cash flow planning perspective, yeah, they're the they're the things that we would look at, making sure that you've got strict and tight controls over budget and budgetary spend, uh, and where you know who's spending that. Um, make sure you know what's going out the door, 
and where it's being spent. You know, the, the, that I think you know the, the UK and you know, our national health service have, have been an unfortunate. Um, uh, yeah, the, it's yeah as a great as great a service as it is. Yeah, they're they're not they're always as controlled as they should be in terms of their. You know, where is the money being spent, and how? You know, have we got enough of the the PPE equipment that we need for for these emergencies? Have we got, you know, have we got everything that's that's needed when you know, when when emergencies happen? So that cash flow is 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 all about that, and and then predicting what what might happen. Um, and this this is another area, you know, uh, which has taken great strides over the last you know, the, uh, the the last five ten years, is to say, okay, you. Know, if something, yeah, here's here's our cash flow forecast, which is great, yeah. But let's say, yeah, what if a pandemic did happen? What if an earthquake hit your your manufacturing plant in uh, in Thailand? What what happens to the rest of the business? And then what's the knock on effect, you know, either locally or globally? And yeah, then again, there's there's some fantastic software in the uh, that that can help you with that um, with that process. Um, and that's yeah. That, and going back to that sort of individual cash flow that we do, that's exactly what we do with those guys as well. Just to say, you know, as an individual, what happens if you know, your your kids get married? What happens if you know one of your one of your uh, you get a critical illness? What happens if one of you dies? So all of these things need to yeah they get built into the cash flow plan, and so you you know you're prepared for that emergency, and that yeah and that builds then your contingency planning process as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a new normal, you know. So this i this idea of uh, certain leaders thinking that you know things are going to go back to the same way, I think mm. is misguided. Right. I'm, and uh, I just think it could be detrimental as well in terms of people, businesses hoping to go back to the same place. Just because I don't know that. At least I I know that um, you know, in my experience, at least. I've never been through a pandemic that was global no. that <laughs> no <laughs> that put a lot of businesses out of uh, commission or to it for yeah. three plus months. You know, this is not like uh, you know two week thin or any of that. So, I, I guess the thing that I'm also trying to factor in with the new normal is how you manage in and seeing companies manage the furlough versus the fired versus the reduced hours versus, you know, there's just so many yeah. different uh, cut costing in different ways. So yeah. how do you even manage that? You know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So some of it's a bit crazy to be, to be fair to you. This, yeah. There's some great government support that, it, yeah, they've done a fantastic job of getting um, a, let's say the job retention scheme, into uh, into the the market, but let, yeah, imagine um, you know the, uh, take, uh, take our own example as a company. Yeah, we've got a yeah, a number of employees, and they all look after clients, and our clients have got a lot of questions, uh, and uh, and you know a lot of needs around this time. You know, they'll have insurance renewals, they'll have, you know, they'll have questions about furloughing their own staff and how that interacts with our technology, and it's uh, you know. So from our own perspective, we can't well, let's say we can't furlough anyone because we need those people to be answering the questions that our own clients have. So there's uh, yeah, there are other governments that I, that I know have offered 
valuable support to companies where employees can continue to work and get yeah get some government support um which is what yeah which is what we want really at the end of the day you want to, you want to keep people uh, keep people working keep them you know keep them active keep them occupied and uh, and, and also keep them yeah developing whether it's personal development or developing their business relationships so yeah the furlough question is a difficult one for me um in that yeah yeah, I don't want to make anyone redundant, and I don't think any company does. You know, you recruit people for for a purpose, so you don't want to make anyone redundant. But also, you don't want them. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to make them. Yeah, you know, furloughed uh, um, and uh, and sitting at home doing nothing. Um, if if there could be valuable of uh, value to you in our in the workspace, and I yeah, I think it's maybe different in the US. I'm not not entirely sure, but. You know, certainly the UK and Ireland have got two different types types of scheme, um, and uh, one for me is better than the than the other. So yeah, uh, how how we dealing with that furlough situation? Some companies it's it's difficult to yeah, yeah uh, to 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 do, but uh, yeah, I know you know to at least two two people in my household have been furloughed. And, yeah, they they're quite enjoying it, going a bit stir crazy, I think, at the moment, but. Uh, but from uh, you know, the, the keeping themselves busy and keeping themselves as active as possible. Um, yeah. But yeah, from a business perspective, it's yeah, it is difficult. Who do you choose to furlough? How do you choose to uh, to manage that that situation? Um, yeah, but, uh, and so then you know, how how do you choose that? Um, and then we come back to yeah, you know, what are you doing with your employees at the moment? How do you how do you measure an employee from yeah you know, what what they're doing, what their role is? Uh, and their, let's say, maybe their importance to the business, you know, whether it's through productivity or relationship management, you know, what what tools are you using to to measure that so that you know you can minimise the impact, whether it's a, a rotational furlough process, so some employees get you know furloughed for a period and then you know the next tranche of employees, just so we can keep the keep the relationships, keep the management of that. So what are you using, whether it's whether again a technology base or you know you have a clear structure in place of you know communication and measurement of those of those factors um, and that's an really important yeah I think that's going to be yeah i think going forward the new norm uh, of yeah, yeah. yeah so there, there, there will be a measurement factor that will be taken into account um, not just a financial factor yeah that's okay ah a good point to bring up it's it's, it's a new normal uh and it, it's one that companies have to uh, to acknowledge the last question i have on this before we you know we dive into how you got into this field would be on the employee benefit strategy you know what are the mm-hmm. best things to fo- focus on right now i i understand obviously it's customized for different employees and different different people yeah. but or is there a way to analyze and adapt i guess that makes it suited for people yeah, yeah, I think there is. So, so with um, with the right benefit platform and the right benefit delivery process or mechanism, you can uh, you know, capture the engagement of uh, of an employee in uh, in certain areas. So you can, you know, a lot of companies you can you dip your toe in with with certain things, and you know, whether that's through surveys or communications or or just giving you know, giving employees access to a benefit whether for a limited time or whatever see what their interaction is with it um, so that you can um, you can then 
you know, deliver maybe more of the same or more more uh, around that area of, of a benefit strategy. Uh, but as, as we said, you know, most of it's about listening to the listening to the employees. Um, and as I said, yeah, through if, if you're using a technology platform, you can measure you know, the interaction of an employee that you know, what they're what they're selecting as a benefit. And you can then put those into you know, categories of um, you know, the, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's age related, that you know, people people of a certain age like the gym benefit. So, OK, let's expand that. Uh, when necessary, yeah. Other people would like the financial advice benefit. So, yeah, make, making sure you've got a, a, a wide enough range for uh, for the employees that work for you. Uh, but, but as I said, yeah, most first and foremost, listen to your, listen to your employees. Don't roll anything out to any employees unless you've asked them. Yeah, you know, what what do you like? Yeah, you know, what do you want? You know, it's no good giving employees life cover if they want gym membership. It's a, yeah, it just defeats the, <laughs> defeats the, the objective. So listen to those employees, yeah, and then yeah, when you do when you do have yeah, measure measure against something, get a get a statistic, get a you know, get a measure of the employees' interaction before and then the employees' interactions after, um, and yeah, how they feel about you as a business and you as an employer, because they yeah, the, as you say, happy employees are going to be going to be more productive and more more loyal certainly and yeah they're going to recommend friends which is uh, yeah in terms of recruitment there's there's no better way to get uh, get your brand recognized absolutely absolutely that's uh it's very very important to understand adaptability and flexibility especially now mm. so but mm. it comes down to everything you were saying it's it's everything starts you listening the gym yeah. membership versus versus what yeah. you think other people are looking for is not the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want apples and you deliver pears, you know that's <laughs> yeah, no, no one's going to be happy. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I love this. So, how can people then now engage with your company? You know, Epion. Because obviously, this is something that you do. The people that yeah. listen to podcasts come from different parts of the world. You know, well, how yeah. can they reach out to you? Yeah, so we, you can reach out online. Um, we, uh, our website's www.epion.com. Um, yeah, my, my personal email, if you want to reach out, is neil.fallon at epion.com. I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere in the, the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, we, we've got various contact points: LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, uh, we we are a, a global organization, so yeah, our, our, one of our business partners is based in uh, in New York, just down the road from you guys. Um, and we also have uh, operations in Perth, Australia, um, and the the UK and Ireland. So we're we're growing and we're we're getting a, a good footprint globally. So we understand the the needs of the different parts of the world. I think is is what I'm trying to get at there. Um, and we also have partners in over 100 countries. So if we don't know the answer, yeah, we'll know someone who does, and that's quite important to us that we, you know, we know, you know, from from Czechoslovakia through, you know, through to China is, uh, yeah, if we if we need help and support, we've got it, and yeah, we become the the central point of uh, contact for any clients. Um, so yeah, that's that's what what we do. We we give advice, we give uh, consulting, uh, but, but predominantly we provide a, a great piece of technology. Um, and I'll just give that a quick plug if that's okay. 
that helps you, you know, manage, manage your HR and it's a fully integrated HR and employee benefit platform. So if you're delivering any, any type of employee benefit, we can, you know, can be configured in our platform. Uh, it's inexpensive, gives the you know, total reward statements uh, and you know, gives employees access to their benefits in the palm of their hand. Um, which is uh, which is the future we think for you know making sure that employees are are looked after uh, and they have they, they know what they've got and they know when to use it so yeah pretty, pretty important we think yeah yeah that's well said okay well before we before we uh, we end the conversation I'm just curious about how you use your difference to make a difference. Uh, that's the mission statement of the of the company uh, that I run and my podcast and on my platform. So how do you, Neil, use your difference to make a difference? How do I make it? How do I use my difference to make a difference? I, my, my, my difference is my, is my thought, my way of thinking is, you know, I'm always trying to help other people. And that's why I got into the industry of it, yeah, initially insurance. It was about you know how how can I help other people, and then you know I specialize in the corporate side of that business. So so I'm using my my knowledge uh, and my expertise to improve the lives of other people, which I think is yeah is making a difference. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Neil. I mean, I appreciate you coming on the show to discuss this. These are definitely unprecedented times, but you know being prepared for unprecedented times and the aftermath. Is something that you know HR employees, employers, and everyone needs to be aware of. So thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for the commitment you have to this, and uh, just educating us on all all the things that we need to be mindful of. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Teo, and uh, yeah, thanks thanks for everyone listening, and uh, hopefully everyone stays safe out there. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.